Hello and welcome back to Big Bad Books, the podcast where we read them. We, we do. We, we read so them. read them, you needn't. <laughs> I'm Isaac. Well improvised. Joining me as ever, it's Declan. That's me. So sorry this one's a day late, everyone. I was trapped in the reading realm. I, it, just looking around. I came home. I'd been out. I was already and raring to record. Yeah. By which I mean a little bit drunk, a that's, little bit sad. That's the way. And having only just found some content at 11 o'clock way. at night. And and Isaac's door, it was just sort of threateningly ajar. And mm. there was red light pouring out. Oh, it was there? And I, was I like, didn't see that, of course. I was like, what, what the fuck is going on in here? It's very Lynchian. Yeah. And Lynchian it became because I stepped in. And there he was sort of like mumbling eyes wide open racing mm. back and forth across the text on his kindle yeah and i tried desperately to stir him but he could not be stirred stirreth he did not and what i was doing in there was researching and getting to really know the characters because we've had some feedback of the show so far most of it very positive but there have been some naysayers saying Go on. you're not giving ready player two the respect it deserves put some respect on the name of Ernest Cline. And to those people, I, I do say, no, we won't. Read but, a better book. <laughs> but no, of course, everything's going swimmingly. We're back with another chapter for today. It's chapter five or chapter 0003, depending on whether you can count or you're Ernest <laughs> Cline. <laughs> and um, yeah, for those who are new, this would be a, a wild place to start. <laughs> I'd go back to episode one if I Personally. But we, Maybe you're built different. Every week... Uh, every other week, in fact, we are reading another chapter of Ready Player Two until we're done with the whole goddamn book. And I'm pleased to say that, although it says that there's a 14 hours left in the book because of me flicking back and forth, we are coming up to a quarter of the way through. Oh, that is good news. Um, that is great. No estimates news. as of yet as to how long we'll be sticking with it, or by which I mean how long this will last in terms of fortnights. But mm-hmm. we'll see this through, won't we? Uh- when have we if ever you, not? If you say so, if you say so, buddy. <laughs> we sure will. We've already got great ideas about books upcoming, including Atlas Shrugged. Declan's going to read everything I'm, Hillary Clinton ever wrote. I'm not going to do either <laughs> it's gonna of those be things. You can't make We me. found some terrible conservative literature. I saw that one today. Elephants are not birds. Yes. A kind of anti- Anti-trans. Crazy as well, because the elephant bird is a famous historical bird yeah so of all the two animals you could have picked and if you remember dumbo he could fly yeah so there's precedent check there is precedent but suffice it to say that the big bad books future as it's present looks if anything books are only getting bigger and badder (laughs) (laughs) the world is our oyster (laughs) let's dive right in and today's theme i think you're forgetting something. Oh, we need to do a recap. What oh, in the name fuck. of God? Good What question. in the name of God happened last time? Good question. You may be wondering. I am. We well, yeah, well, <laughs> Don't you worry. So am I. Great. Um, the the difficulty is that last week you may remember the chapter's big theme was yeah. aimlessness yeah. because there was nothing and yet everything happening. Mm-hmm. As far as I recall, there was just lots of different plots and none of them were going anywhere. There was a big rocket in the sky that was filled with embryos. Mm-hmm. We didn't really know why. Uh, he's going to like disappear maybe. He's got lots of police bots. He's got lots of bots hanging around him. Yeah. He's taken a break from the mead feed. He won't, he's a, ch- he won't he's get a on super that. chat. You've, you've kind of skimmed over that. Yeah, well, that was, that was lacking last time. That was lacking because he's not getting mm-hmm. any... He's not getting any. He doesn't need to. He's Sigma, as we've established. He's not. But anyway, also, the new things that were coming in were... um, He's got a big spider. He's got a big robot spider. 
and the robot spider he sleeps in the spider yes. when he goes on the internet a tank a spider and, tank and the, the spider it, ready to scuttle away yeah. sh- firing its guns as spiders do if if and when he yeah. needs to he's also been That's his on a sort of serial killer spree where he was just killing off all his haters on the web oh, yeah, and then they released and then they released a song and it went to number one and he killed he, them he, like, he <laughs> literally did like, he, like explode their careers he exploded their careers he killed their avatars and money. he deleted their song off the internet yeah. but there was nothing he could do about the 50 person orgy that was at the top of the, the feeds there was nothing he could do about that You've got to nor know all of can... the Artemis down blouse yeah. upskirt content you've got to know when to fight those battles I guess so it ended yeah well the, we don't really know what the fuck is going on no it, mention of the shard riddle so far I'll just remind you how it ended it ended with um, he logged back into his motive which I believe is the name of the that's the big spider tactical immersion vault I think that might be exactly it in which case I'm so pleased he logged in and to complete the kind of access process he spoke the passphrase being careful to enunciate each syllable really interesting detail to mention I guess yeah that is good Um, and it was a lyric from the 1987 song Don't Let's Start by They Might Be Giants no one in the world ever gets what they want and that is beautiful and I'm going to we don't have a phrase for it yet on the show but we're going to do like a a klaxon mm. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that this is going to be the central thesis of this text ah, okay. that no one gets what they want and that's beautiful and that the whole book is going to be about mm. the way in which Ernest's avatar in the in the fictional world it, Wade yeah. is trying to navigate through the, the contrast between what he wants to exert and what the world will actually It's handle. interesting because it, it feels like it's quite convenient to be able to say that when you you have everything. Uh, yes, it is when super you have useful. Everything. I yeah. thought you were saying from my No, sorry, not no, from you. I mean yeah. from Wade slash Ernest to say, it well, is. I've got all of the monies. Yeah. I've got all of them. Yeah. And I've got all of the power and the control. He's got a big red he's button like, that can turn off the whole the internet. Like he's literally got a self-destruct yeah. button for the web. Feels like you probably do have what you want. You're yeah. just miserable because you're an but incel. On the flip side, cool. thanks to Wade for taking that journey to the top, so that he can report back down. <laughs> There's no from Mount point. Sinai and say, don't, "Don't worry about it. Don't guys. worry about it. It's not worth it. <laughs> I'll stay up here by myself." Even while he's being served by 58 different robotic, like, many of whom are gang. sworn to silence because yeah. he's scared of the voices he's given them. Chapter zero 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 three slash chapter five. I materialised inside my stronghold on Falco, the small asteroid in Sector 14 that still served as my avatar's home inside the Oasis. He tried relocating to what's called Castle Anorak, which is where James Halliday's avatar, Anorak the Wizard, used to live. But I didn't really like the decor or the general vibe over there. You could probably change it. Yeah, you could. (laughs) (laughs) But then you might have had to You can delete the whole... Oh, yeah. And and then also what it now looks like. No, I'm grateful. Just go back to the last There is a staggering lack of describing, like, anything at the same time as he also describes everything. Yeah. It's like he... It's it's actually very similar to when you're teaching kids, like young kids, descriptive writing, and they focus on the most inane, or sometimes not inane, sometimes like the most off-the-wall stuff that you'd never have thought to describe. Hmm. And sometimes that's really good, but more often it's really something that you want to change. And be like, well, no human really relates to the world through the very specific and dull lens of 
just different technology acronyms that yeah. there are. Like, that's not really world building to just sort of name things like a motive. Whoa, 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 whoa. hang on. It's not world building. That's what some naysayers might, <laughs> okay. might suggest. Sorry, I was worried because that's, I love all, that that's all we've had so far. We've... For me, a book is like a catalogue of tomorrow. It's just a list of different tech <laughs> just that could that be. I don't have, but old boy, could I? It's fun to imagine, isn't it? It's fun. It is. What was the you you start before I rudely interrupted with the re- recap? Go on. You you started to talk about what today's big theme was going to yeah. be. Yeah. Oh goodness. Because was... I'm assuming the theme is an asteroid. No, it's not. Okay. Good. good well, that good. was one of the reasons that I had to delve into the reading realm where I was trapped for 18 hours. Which it, that's our time. For there, it was Narnia. Shit. <laughs> I, I, I aged and died. Yeah, a whole I had, life and I a had wife. Two wives. <laughs> My children will never know me. Um. The problem was when I finished this chapter, and to be fair to Ernest, it's kind of a short one. Um, it's, I think it's him. the shortest one so far. Thank okay. you, Ernest. Really pleased about that. Um, I finished it and I thought, that chapter is almost as if I hadn't read any of the book mm. for all that I've sort of learned about the book. It is interesting because I have felt that way about all the chapters so far. Yes and no. Yes, thematically and narratively, but no in terms of detail because this one doesn't even have that much in the way of like the Argos catalogue of just stuff that Ernest's made up. Like, it doesn't even really have... What about stuff Ernest's seen? Again, like, it's light on reference. If if we were tracking... I used to do this thing called 750words.com for a very brief period that I was really... I talk about it like it was a major period <laughs> in my life. But it is cool. I would encourage people to consider it and then to get bored of it after a month like I did. Sounds good. Um, it's, as the name suggests, you write 750 words about what your day was. It just emails you. It's like, just do it. And it's a nice kind of writing exercise. And at the end it can track different like metrics that you add yourself. So like it encourages you to like put like a song that reflects the day or like numerical things like happiness or um, I don't know, depression level, mm. something like that. Yeah. And either end of the end, spectrum there. You could like graph. So if you picked happiness as one of yours, you could like graph, be like, oh, that's interesting. Like it dipped there and it picked up there. Oh, it just, wow, it kept on going, <laughs> kept on going down. It's plummeting. <laughs> Crazy. Um, but, if we were to draw a graph of Ernest's kind of key metrics and indicators through Ready Player One and Two, mm. there's things like tech level, like how much tech is he talking about? Mm. Reference level. Um, in Ready Player One, at least, like ham-fisted plotting shit, where it's just like driving you at breakneck speed through war forwards, games yeah. being fully played <laughs> out before your quivering eye. All of those have kind of fallen off. In this chapter alone, I would say that so far in the book, we've had a lot of references mm. and a more tech than was even in Ready Player One, I think. Yeah. Because really the whole it's... premise of this book is there's more tech and it's better. But well, also... yeah, and also there's more of it outside of yeah. the, the, like, web. But that's not a huge feature of this chapter. The references are going quite light. Maybe this is one of those things about how... Is it people who, like, have kind of analysed Agatha Christie's and picked up where they reckon she was, like, developing Alzheimer's or something. Just like, oh, like, there's fewer adjectives as they right. go on and all this sorts of shit. And like, oh, maybe this means that. Maybe he was... Maybe, maybe he's was a bad time. But well, maybe it's for the best, though. What? <laughs> I'm not saying that I love this, this chapter. You're not, you're not becoming one of those people who was like, I, I hate Eminem now that he's clean. He should go back on the drugs. <laughs> I think I what I'm saying is that maybe Ernest is trying something new and we shouldn't hold him back from okay, it. Okay, well, let's, because let's it's hear it. A chapter You're that, saying it was good. 
I'm saying that it has some things that the other chapters don't. I won't go so far as to say that <laughs> quality is one of okay, the things. Okay, okay, okay. But it certainly does have, for example, dialogue between more than one character. Oh, which is which is slow down, Ernie. There are as many as four characters. It's in this chapter. So he basically is popping into the oasis. I think you can broadly assume that every chapter will either be going into or coming out of. Is the, oasis. the oasis or the Oni? Yeah, it's the same thing. Oh, okay. the, the oasis is where you the go. Oni the is just is an interface. There, okay, yeah. cool. The whatever oasis neural interface where you can fuck clouds and be yeah, 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 You can um, chew food. All that stuff. And... This had been my avatar's home during the final year of Halliday's contest, and I'd cracked one of its major riddles while sitting in this very chair. He reminisces in a way that is five chapters in it's still not tiresome for me no it's got the whole vibe of like someone just reliving the glory days of the book well it feels like he's just trying to sell more copies of Ready Player One it's weird because like Ready Player One was successful by every mm. metric that Ernest probably cares about um, he doesn't need to like lord lord it up and remind us of that lionise it at every point I think my my like my working theory is that this entire thing is like written for the film. Yeah. Like this is this is a book that he's written knowing it will get made into a movie. Like he's hoping. <laughs> oh, we'll be there. Got them tightly crossed yeah. over here. He's like everything he's doing is to try and make it more filmic already. So he's got he but he's he's sort of he's gone too far. Everything's a flashback. Yeah. It's an and interesting then every bit of tech has to be described so that when they get there, they know exactly what it's supposed to look like. Yeah. Like he's hovering over the, the director's shoulder already. It is a very like, I don't have the vocabulary to describe what I'm going for here, but I'm going to try anyway. Go for it. There's something interesting and maybe there's something you'll come back to. Cause like I said, this is just occurring to me. The whole book of ready player one, the whole, the whole ready player franchise yeah. is nominally about, Easter eggs and pop culture references, and Ready Player Two has now subsumed Ready Player One into a kind of meta as its own reference. Yeah, yeah, and it's getting fur- it's getting more and more like spiraling down until it will just reach a kind of infinite speck of self-reference where like the book will only be about other parts of the book which were about Ready Player One. I, anyway. Yeah, I feel like he's got this idea that reference. Ha- involves a sort of transitive property whereby well ready player one referenced these 100 things so if i reference ready player one i'm I'm hinting (laughs) at all of these things as well when i say i was remembering sitting in the chair in ready player one i was also talking about that bit in ghostbusters where this would be such an interesting like idea for an author who had slightly different sensibility to Ernest slightly more to explore because by the end of the book like the logical conclusion would just be like the chapters would just be like the word of Wade. Yeah. <laughs> like, all in capitals being screamed into Wade, the sun. Wade, Wade, Just as a big siren. <laughs> because really, the whole... The referent is becoming less and less relevant. It's just the act of referencing oh. is propping up the narrative. Anyway, I'm sure that's something we could develop into a slightly less bullshit theory. Here is a sentence that stood out to me because it felt like he was gaslighting me into pretending that the chapters we've already read and now documented reading were about something that they weren't. Because he's it had this kind of like... Oh, goodness me, at long last. I hope the familiar setting that he's now in would help me make a breakthrough in my quest for the seven shards. Don't. So far, it hadn't worked. It hadn't worked because you you haven't thought about it for four years or however long it's been since the book started. It's crazy. That was like the first first ten minutes of him being, uh, 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 like of this book starting. Instantly fell off. 
that it was referenced and then gone. Hasn't someone already found one? Uh, I don't I'm remember. pretty sure that someone's already, like, cracked oh, one. yeah. But it didn't mention what toll he had to pay. Mm. Maybe that's the, the whole thing, is, like, he doesn't know yet. It makes it even worse, because oh, then it's like, when, when will he realise? When he will he realise? missing an arm. Oh, fuck. Um... If I'd been... Okay, this is this is a fun one. If I'd been a normal Oasis user, basically he's talking about how he arrives on his in his home base to try and crack the shard riddle that he can't stop thinking about, even though it's been a hundred years. Can't stop thinking about right now. And then he's <clears> like, oh, you know what? Let me go to the planet Gregarious in Sector 1, which is the yes. home of the company. It's like the virtual home of the company. And he says, if I'd been a normal Oasis user, <laughs> this chip would have cost me some serious coin. But since I wore the robes of Anorak... He likes to mention those. I could teleport anywhere at any time for free. It was a far cry from the days when I was a broke school kid stranded on Ludus, which is the the very dumb name for the like, learning planet where you go to school. Mm. Now, a couple of things. It's interesting that he remembers. He's He's got the kind of self-awareness to remember that it sucked when it cost him so much to travel anywhere that he almost wasn't able to win the... Wait competition hang on a minute because I can see where you're going with this and it's going to be a sort of criticism of him saying that he's not made it any easier for people he's made in that situation now because he's made people more increasingly more reliant he was listen he was going to get round to that but this shard it's Alexander Hamilton rules (laughs) yeah if only he'd (laughs) lived long enough to stop slavery (laughs) like yeah he would he was he's gonna get around as soon as he's filled that rocket with cum and Uh, he's is that chapter uh, 6 and he's and he's solved the shard riddles as soon as he's like he's back like getting his leg over again he's gonna he's gonna make it like free to free to travel or something I'm I'm sure fair enough um, I just remembered as well a fun detail, which is that the thing I said about how he almost can't participate in in the gunting mm-hmm. of, of Ready Player One, a word which does seem to have kind of been dropped in Ready Player Two. Thank, it's come up once God. or twice. Yeah. Um, maybe he said it out loud for the first time and was like sick in his mouth. Thought, maybe now they're going to be called shunters. Oh, <laughs> here's hoping not. Um, the only reason that the coin issue ceased to be an issue was, I believe, that the first Easter egg was on that planet. Uh, like it was another case of like, if only it were. Oh, it's, it, it is well, exactly it where is. I am. And he just <laughs> if only it were in my three house. eggs. <laughs> wow, what are the odds? One thing I'd like to mention as well is that I listened to the last like ten minutes of the previous episode oh, yeah. just so that I I had something for the recap. Yeah, um, I wasn't going to be listening to the whole thing. No, no, no. Because I I can't it. hear about this for more than months. <laughs> um, but interestingly, when he's on his super killing spree of all his haters he mentions then that the whole the only reason he's able to do it is he could teleport anywhere he wants because he wears the robes of anorak and it makes him invisible and invincible and so like i just want to make it clear that although for for us and for the listeners it's been two weeks since we heard about the robes of anorak it's been four pages since he explicitly mentioned that it's the robes of anorak now here's a question intentional or otherwise now our generous reading principle that we like to employ would say that this is perhaps earnest hinting that the robes of anorak are going to be super plot centric they're mm. going to be very important we need to really understand and appreciate the good the robes. Ro- i'm wearing a wink <laughs> wade winked at the reader the robes like of anorak. Size 50 yeah. font on the next page yeah um last point that I, I thought about and i don't i don't actually for the chapter are we done no that- super oh, not oh, this no. isn't necessarily a criticism but is it not quite boring to make people pay to travel this infinite world that you're trapping them in? Like, you could... Would it not be just more fun by every metric not to monetize 
travel. I'm not convinced that from like even a business perspective, I mean, sure, you probably make a bit more money, but maybe people are being disincentivized to like spend time there because they're like, well, I can only be on planet dull shit. I can't travel to any of the good planets because I have to pay real world money. It just seems like it's a weird not comment on microtransactions considering Ernest is like a pro gamer I'm sure it's weird for him to like mention this uncritically and just be like well of course you had to pay to travel everywhere it just makes no sense it's not real travel it's it's yeah you're not going anywhere but it's it's just going it's like paying to go from facebook to (laughs) google.com don't give him any ideas (laughs) (laughs) oh no um so basically he teleports there did i mention he did it for free with the robes of anorak the robe whose robes they're basically these cool anoraki robes now don't go thinking an anorak is a coat of robes yeah yeah (laughs) um he meets there their head of operations a man called faisal so sodi i'm going to say okay um and Faisal, he seems like he's a very friendly guy. I won't go so far as to say that he's got a personality yet. Okay, but maybe that's waiting to be developed. And and now he couldn't go. He couldn't go and see him in the real world. Yeah, well, he could, but the, okay. the I think the reason that they don't, and this is a fair reason, it's basically just like telecommuting because they're about to have their co-owners meeting. You remember the very real uh, of course, name yeah. that that is, where all of the three, um, yeah, three Wade. H, no, the four co-owners, because one of them died in the last one, I remember. Um, They have to meet up and just have an argument. Yeah, yeah, that's good, yeah. But yeah, they do it in the virtual space. I think also they mentioned that there was a reason. uh, Yeah, they say here, we held our co-owners meetings here instead of, oh no, instead of in a standard Oasis chat room because it allowed all sorts of additional security measures. That's a fun thing to make. It's like having a premium Zoom account, I guess. Without the sensation, oh, so they shake hands... Um, in the virtual world. Now, you probably you probably think that's wacky and, and off the wall, but, but think about it. Without the sensation of skin-to-skin human contact that existed before the Oni headset, the ancient gesture, shaking hands, had mm-hmm. lost all of its meaning. After we'd introduced the Oni, shaking hands had come back in vogue, along with high fives and fist bumps, because now they felt real. I, I highlighted that because I don't really think that shaking hands as a concept would just fall off and just be no longer in vogue. No. I think it's kind of meaningless to say that it would have fallen out of vogue in the amount of time that has elapsed between virtual reality and then the only being developed. Like, people use a thumbs-up emoji. You don't have to do the physical thing, but it still yeah. has meaning. Yeah. There's, like, a there's a kind of heritage, I suppose, to shaking hands that I just... Mm. I think it's probably a bit arrogant to say that we, we, we brought shaking hands back into fashion. Also, like, you know, we've had, a, what, like, 18 months of not really shaking people's hands yeah. and hugging people and I forgot whilst, to do it. whilst I've been out and about like I whilst I have seen people doing these things it's not like people as soon as they get like a drink brought to the table and now everyone does a little shake of hands because it's just, just now it. it feels real I love that a little skin fist on bump. Skin. yeah it just brings it all back the well two of the others arrive now you'll remember that the owners are these we've got H who who's turned out it was Wade's best bud in Ready Player One who he thought was uh a white male <coughs> fighting oh, champion turned out to be a black female fighting champion. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Is this the person whose wedding he's practicing Bollywood dancing yeah. for? Because that's she's get marrying late. to. Uh, she's marrying a, a Bollywood singer. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know why Wade thinks that he needs to be an expert at this dance. Well, oh, no, no, he, he thinks, yeah, thinks he's going to get him late. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, then we've got Shoto, who was the young... He was like a baby in the first one, basically. I think <laughs> I was quite confused because he's now an adult, and you'll see in a moment he's definitely an adult. But I'm oh, super sure he, he was like do? 10 in the original. Um, and then they're waiting. The elephant in the room, or rather not yet in the virtual room, is Artemis. Will Artemis. she be coming along? Uh, we'll remember, of course, that she f- they fucked. There's no. They, they made the beat. You cannot get away from that. But then they super stopped doing that because of Wade being a kind of techno fascist. Yeah, and she wants to not do. She's that so at, much. yeah. At the very least, is a sort of lib. Yeah. One uh, sort of lens to consider this chapter through is who does Ernest want us to like? And I think that's an occasionally facile thing to think because obviously you don't need to have a likable character in a book. Well, you don't. But good. he probably does think that you do. Yeah, and I think he wants us to. Well, I'm I'm sort of in two minds. I think ultimately he always wants us to think that Wade Owen Watts, wow, is a great guy, like a cool great guy, an aspirational character ultimately. Uh, however, in previous chapters, we kind of got a hint that maybe he was trying to push us towards Artemis's viewpoint that you know we shouldn't give up on the world and just leave because you happen to be rich. Uh, when especially when you're accentuating the problem by locking everyone into this virtual world to escape reality rather than fix it, like that seemed. Maybe it's just me, but it seemed like she was making the better argument there. Yeah, I mean, but... It didn't matter, because they immediately voted the other way. You're kind of, like, super woke, though. True. And so maybe... Maybe that's the sort of lens, yeah, exactly, that you're looking through, rather than Ernie's lens. Yeah. Which has has sort of been uncritically in favour of Wade so far. But but it could be changing. It It could could be be. changing. So... In this chapter, I've sort of read it as neither Wade nor Artemis really come off in a way that imply we should be agreeing with either of them but I'd be curious to, to know where you land um, so they arrive in the in the zone in the meeting H and Shoto there Miss Cook that's Samantha um, Artemis she's running a bit late she she doesn't want to be there basically yeah. she's leaving it to the last minute of the time. do you think Ernest's idea of characterization is the more names a character has, the more, the more character the more they, are. they are. For sure. I mean, that's, that's multifariousness. It made flesh. She's layered. Um, H liked to stay up late and sleep in even later, I highlighted, just because it doesn't really make any sense. They meet up. He's reflecting in a quite depressing way on how he doesn't really see these people anymore and he feels like they've got more of a life than he has. Mm. H is getting married. She's got this beautiful, famous Bollywood wife and uh, is also like a super celebrity um, and without any of the like PR hassles that Wade has had. Uh, by no hand, one, I mean brought entirely on himself. No one's doing hate singles all about Yeah, H. none yeah. have come out. Um but and the same is true for Shoto, who has become some kind of like game developer within the Oni. He like makes experiences that you can mm. get involved with. They're all just loving life, and he has this sad bit of reflecting about how like it's always him having to make plans, and like he feels oh, like he's becoming no. more and more of a burden. He's a walking like onion article about <laughs> sad man. <laughs> it is really quite upsetting. Um, I still couldn't fathom... Oh, there's this bit here. Artie's running late, H said. She's supposed to be logging in from Liberia, I think. Yeah, I said, rolling my eyes. That's the most recent stop on her ongoing tour of the world's most depressing places. Wow. I still couldn't fathom why Samantha felt the need to endure all of the hassles of real-world travel when she could have visited safely via telepresence robot or experienced any location in the world by downloading a .only clip recorded there. <laughs> 
Yeah, she just wanted to look around. Like she could have just got on Google Street View, Liberia. He part of like the reason she's going is to raise awareness for people's like terrible it's living to do conditions. Do a big hate campaign it's against just, him. Yeah, I mean, it, it's quite self-evident why that wouldn't work. Um, he he laments this in further detail by explaining that if she wanted to, they basically have like a super Google Earth where you can just go anywhere. It's called. Earth or E Earth, but it's just capital E, capital E Earth, Stop which it. stands for Ersatz Earth, which I think is, is very funny. And it's constantly being updated, constantly being updated with data taken from live satellite imagery, drone footage, traffic, security, and smartphone cameras to make it as accurate as possible. Mm, oh, good. Just throw that just, out just, critically. Yeah, just, <laughs> that's probably fine. Just all your civil liberties are gone. Never mind. Um, Samantha felt it was imperative for her to witness the true state of the world with her own two eyes, even when it came to the most dangerous war-torn countries. In other yep. words, she was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in Wade's view, that would be crazy, because Wade puts on, like, AR goggles to go for a swim. <laughs> to so. walk around his own house, because he can't bear to <laughs> see He doesn't want to see anything with, with his <laughs> real eyes. Yeah, that's true. Um, now, Wade... I don't think it would be fair to say has been a complicated character so far. He's had one thing that he wants to do. And that's dimension. He's had one dimension. Yeah, and he's done it without resistance throughout. Yeah. But here, Ernest takes a whole new kind of look at Wade. He even uses something that I haven't seen a lot of in the text, which is italics. No, she's selfless and principled, replied a nagging little voice in my (sighs) head. And you're neither of those things. Is it any wonder she dumped you? I clenched my teeth. These co-owners meetings were always bad for my mm. self-esteem. So, it is this part of that evolution that I that I alluded to, in which I think we may be considering the theme here, maybe e-evolution, ersatz evolution, ersatz evolution, um, in the sense that Ernest is now he's problematizing Wade, who has so far been the, one of the least complicated heroes in literary fiction. When he's wanted to do something, it's happened. Unquestionable, simply because he doesn't raise any questions. <laughs> yeah, and even before, he, even if he did raise a question, it was actually the already was, answered. The answer was to his left. Just next the answer door. was in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> he lives his life constantly like Harry looking in the Erised <laughs> Mirror. Just like, he's, he's just constantly downing Felix Felicis. <laughs> just like, whoops! It's very handy. Um... After the contest ended, Helen, this is H, legally changed her name to H with no surname, just like Sting and Madonna. And since her true identity, appearance and gender were now public knowledge in the wake of Halliday's contest, she'd promptly ditched the world-famous white male avatar she'd used to mask her true identity since childhood. Like Samantha and Shoto and many other real-world celebs, H now used an oasis, Ravatar an avatar that recreated her unaltered real-world appearance and was updated each and every time she logged into the simulation. It, this is funny because, like, it, it does make a statement, but it also has the same energy as, like, kid who comes in on non-school uniform day in his uniform. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just coming as me. Like, I love the I've got no avatar. robes of... It's terrible. It's really good. Raw, I mean, it doesn't even sound for anything. Raw avatar. It, is it? He could have been like real avatar, but he yeah. doesn't ever bother to sort of explain that one, which is unusual. I yeah, think, normally he'd he'd be champing at the old bit to yeah. explain some new jargon. Um, H is still a total badass. In case you were worrying, <laughs> oh, she's absolutely dominant at every one of the like PvP games that she still has time to play. And although they're hanging out less and less, um, he doesn't resent them. Too much. I think. I think Wade really is starting to wonder, like, 
why is it that my life is increasingly worse while everyone's is increasingly better and i think he kind of starts to see himself at the core of that as the common denominator in all of these problems mm. it's him it's Uh-oh. way oh no um shoto who he sees even less frequently than h um has had a real change in life and although i won't doubt that you know maybe this is actually now that i think about it why we've had these time skips because he's now an adult and he turned 18 a year ago at the point of chapter five which i can't tell when that is you'd have to have one of those red string timelines to track how many time jumps have been already and um to celebrate he also adopts his avatar's name he gets married to a woman called kiki relocates to a japanese castle and then announces that he's having a baby all in the space of like wow. no time at all now good on him it, yeah i thought so i thought that's an interesting thing to mention i wonder why he has and here's why he did it was still hard to believe that shoto would be a father in a few months at such a young age i was concerned for him though i had no idea why it wasn't like he wouldn't be able to afford to send little daito named after his dead brother who was killed by the baddies in the last oh week, no to a good school a i just didn't understand why he was in such a big hurry until he sat me down and explained it to me japan was in the midst of an underpopulation crisis because so many of its citizens had opted to stop having children over the past three decades. As the country's wealthiest and most famous young couple, he and Kiki felt ob- obligated to lead by example and reproduce as quick as possible. Just, just start banging. Just, <laughs> just start banging. I like this idea. I think, you know, I'm not criticising its inclusion because that is a thing, right? Like, there are reports of Japanese birth rates declining. I think it's a slightly odd angle to take for this character's development just randomly because so far he's ha- he, ha- he has had no character like fair enough he was quite young in the first one yeah he was just like liked liked video games was really his whole character got sad when his brother died but now that the first thing we know about him is he fucks as often as possible <laughs> to impregnate to save his, the nation his of world Japan. beating wife <laughs> then it's just like i don't know it's just not where i expected no. <laughs> really any character to go <laughs> After little Daito arrived, they planned to start working on a little Shoto or perhaps a little Kiki. So that's good for him, I guess. He fucks. Yeah, well, good on him. Someone should be. In the fuck Wait, isn't? Yeah, it's karmic balance. <clears throat> we rarely talked about Shoto's late brother Daito or his murder. So much so that I'd forgotten that happened <laughs> entirely. I didn't even know this person yeah, existed. I, I can't really remember the circumstances of his death, but I do seem to recall that it's like quite glossed over and you know like clearly wasn't particularly traumatic for wade because he hasn't mentioned it no like he hasn't mentioned it so far um but the last time we had shoto told me he was still in mourning for him and that he feared he always would be i understood what he meant because i felt the same way about my aunt alice who was uh crushed though she got a big stack and my old downstairs neighbor mrs gilmore who was in the stack that got pushed on? I think her, so. That? Oh, cool. Both of them have been murdered too by the same man, Nolan Sorrento, great name, the former head of operations at Innovative Online Industries. Basically, it transpires that this man was, they pinned the whole thing on this one man who was like, I think, what did I just say? He was the head of operations. Yeah. Um, he was convicted of 37 counts of homicide and he's currently serving time on death row in Ohio. 
he specifies it's like, cool that like some things are just exactly the same yeah <laughs> like some things sometimes it's like yeah my ai like handyman who has to remain silent at my beck and call yeah. told me to you know that he'd cleaned out the spider coffin tank that i sleep in <laughs> and then sometimes it's like yeah he was awaiting he's awaiting the chair on on death row in ohio in, in specifically like i don't know how to pronounce it chillicott ohio about sure. 50 miles south of columbus weirdly over right mm. prediction he's they, gonna break, he's gonna out. break out yeah okay, yeah surely um now there's a very sort of odd diversion here where he just lists like how the legal history of the company worked which is that they tried to pin it on him seemed to work but then there was something about how in order to escape from ioi the evil company in the first one he had to pretend to like work for them Who? and so wade wade and so ioi then claimed that he was their legal property. Wade was their legal property. And so the Oasis was theirs. Um, and rather than... I was like, oh, that's like quite an intriguing... I mean, it's, it's nonsense, but it's an intriguing angle. Uh, yeah. Hand-waved immediately a, a, away when he says they just bought IOI and fired everyone that was involved in that. <laughs> and so it didn't matter. So they just never resolved that. Mm, I love me some Jeopardy. Now the Sixers were a distant memory. That was what they were called, the bad, bad, bad guys. Oh, yeah, and, because he was a Sixer for Leighton Punk in yeah, the song. Yeah. And Innovative Online Industries was just another wholly owned subsidiary of gregarious simulation systems. GSS was far and away the largest corp in the world. And if we kept growing at our current rate before too long, we might be the only one. Just presented as cool. That was the reason a lot of our own users had started to refer to GSS as the new sixes. And me, H, Shoto and Samantha as the four nerds of the apocalypse. This bit is amazing. Now this bit, I, it, it follows directly on, but I just want to pause to enjoy the previous bit first of all. Highlights include just being like, we're going to be the only company in the world now, lol. Sure. Very cool. Yep. Also, just kind of glossing over the fact that everyone is increasingly saying that they are the harbinger of the apocalypse. That's probably That's very fine. fine. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't have any opinions about anything, Wade. Like, he no. never says any. He just says stuff. He never, like, says anything that is a kind of value judgment no well you remember that he doesn't read he doesn't like the political news maybe that's why because he's yeah. just giving us the facts yeah he's not diving into the analysis no the he's not gonna he's not here to cast judgment he's, he's just not here, here to, to tell a story he's here to tell it how it is yeah in a purely factual yeah. dry basis descriptive um now i highlighted this part and one feature have you used a kindle one feature that kindles have is that they will show you if you which want bits which other bits people have highlighted. highlighted so this is so far the most highlighted bit of the whole book right and that's funny because it, you, why would you highlight something in a book like you you mark books don't you every Sometimes now and then some marginalia yeah some page folding every every now and then it's because there's a, a a part that i find particularly interesting that i'd like to be able to like find yep. easily a, a passage i enjoy something i, I think of, is Something I think is maybe broadly more applicable, might be relevant to something I write or think later. And for me as well, like, I would be highlighting something if I thought it was, like, a unique insight to that text, right? Like, if it was just Mm. water is wet, then I wouldn't be highlighting that because I could probably find that out. That's probably, that information is probably, yeah, available elsewhere. Curious then that this part is just from a different book. Two-Face was right. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And that is the most highlighted part of the book so far. that's because people are just like, like reference yeah, yeah, yeah. reference but it's but i mean that is quite a damning indictment of like 
everything that we're saying because I think we've been kind of on the same page about criticising the fact that you can't just reference and that's a story. Turns out you can. You can, And yeah. people will say it's the best part and highlight it. As a, as a linked thing, there was a, a, a tweet doing the rounds this week of some, someone who had clearly themselves written some marginalia and then was mm-hmm. pretending that they'd found it in a charity shop book. And it was in the margins of a, like, Bukowski and they'd just like r- bracketed a certain bit and written go to therapy dummy mm-hmm. so then there was a sort of like slew of imitation posts where people were just like doing bullshit ones like there was a guy who was like wow found this in my copy of 1984 and he was just pointing to something that big brother had like said saying like Orwellian <laughs> like eyes but then <laughs> then they'd, in their own replies they had another one and going wow gonna have to agree to disagree with his note for, here from Lolita and it was just a note in the margin that said yes Humbert go on <laughs> god these problematic marginalia um, let's use this opportunity to sidestep into some marginalia of our own which is your interim bonus content here we go so it's bonus content yeah now the the, the interview that I did last week mm-hmm. um, came about because I was trying to find some of Ernest Klein's writing tips but i hadn't weirdly i hadn't been able to find any explicit like no like list or medium post or anything that's pretty humble of him that is or maybe he just he doesn't want to give the game away does he that's true keep it sewn up for himself but someone that i remembered who has had no such qualms (laughs) about throwing their bullshit out into the ether of the web yeah is a man who we've discussed before on That's a Shame, our, yeah. our other podcast that comes out on alternate weekends to this one. You guys Shame dot City, have a look. Yeah. Um, a guy we've discussed, uh, a guy we detest, and a guy that we we pretty much presume is the same guy as, They've as got, Ernest. They are like the same category of guy, right? They're yeah. from, cut from the same cloth. Is the internet's Chuck Wendig. Now, I don't call him that. He calls himself that mm-hmm. the internet oh, does Chuck Wendig yeah that's nice of him to offer himself up to the collective ownership and, and love of the public it absolutely the is online and, public. and this is an article from about four years ago from his website terribleminds.com mm-hmm. that's a very good list of vital writing advice do not ignore by the way who who is he like why should we listen to his writing advice thank you for asking he's a loser ah uh, he's a he's famous a loser published he's author. a published loser yeah yeah he's a published author he writes uh trash he writes some great tweets if you'd like to go and follow he this. doesn't do that don't don't don't, no, don't, off and trade, no, like, don't good morning good stop, night stop Cockwomble no, no, it's okay. No, oh, there's no <laughs> need. There's enough of, of that coming up. Idiot. I thought you might like to enjoy the picture that he's put with oh, this. Oh, you did think wrong. Yeah. yeah um, but, mind. okay, then maybe you'll like the caption for the picture, which is, back off, man, I'm a word scientist. Oh, oh that is fun. Now, this is a, a depressingly long post on his, uh, oh, yeah. his page. So I, I think this is content that we can dip in and out nice. of um, across the fortnights. But here we go. I thought I'd read some, some for us and, and we'll go through some of his tips. Hello, America. I am the internet's Chuck Wendig. And contrary to what I usually do on this here website, I'm going to offer some vital writing advice. Uh-huh. So that's that's good because he's he's doing that thing where he's like this here website, yeah, like it's, it's jovial, it's yeah, vernacular. it's conversational. It's like, bra- yeah. it's like when you know when a good brand talks like they're one of us. Yeah, oh, I fucking I love, love it when brands do that. I fucking love that a lot. Actually, um, it's whimsical. But then also he goes on there to do some some real comedy. 
Mm-hmm. Internet's Chuck Wendig, people plead. Please tell us the secret that will turn us into super mega ultra rock star writers like yourself. Mm. It's true that I am a super mega rock star writer, though I have not yet earned the ultra adjective yet because I have not yet fought and killed the chaos leopard and taken its sapphire eyes as a trophy. <laughs> He's so random. One day, one day, <laughs> and then in between asterisks, better than that, a distant leopard's growl fills oh, the sky. I mean, that's worse. That's yeah, worse than a hot dog spork. He is, uh, if I could summarise him, like at the moment, the way that I conceive of this type of guy, of which there's a worrying propensity online for people like this. Lots of the kind of FBP crowd for Yeah, they love it, they love it, they love it. Um, sports ball. People who talk about sports ball and the superb owl. Things yeah. like that. It's people who are into that. People who say things like fuck nugget. It's, all, it's that category of person. We need to think of a name for them. Um, maybe Wendigo's. Libs. <laughs> oh, yeah, Libs. <laughs> Libs. That's, that's what they are. Um, so he goes off and he's going to do some, uh, he's going to do some, some tips. Yeah, yeah. now that okay. we've set the scene. Number one is finish what you start. That's a good piece of a advice. A you. story is not a story without an ending, and so you must practice to that point. Plus, finish a thing, finishing a thing makes you feel good. It gives you momentum. Uh-huh. That's a good tip. I well done, Chuck. Thing. Couldn't, could Couldn't not disagree. disagree. Thanks, Chuck. Um, Next time on Chuck's Tips. <laughs> part two. Now, this is where we start to see an, uh, a little glimpse into the world of Chuck and indeed of Ernie Klein. Uh-huh. Right, number two is write who you are. Okay. We worry so much about originality in stories. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm here to tell you, no story is original. Uh-huh. What is original is the arrangement of the story, and that arrangement comes from you. Do not run away from your authorial intent, run toward it. Sure. Now, there's parts of that that I think are good. Yeah, I and think then that's there's, broadly fine. And then there's also parts of that that I think is is exactly why we have people like Ernie. Uh-huh. It's like, well, who am I? I am a guy who who genuinely believes and will openly say that referencing something is a is huge books. emotional <laughs> connection <laughs> and indeed is, is books. Yeah. Although um, it could be the case that... Um, you know, the way that Chuck's advice functions in the real world is that, like, Ernest will always write books like this, and it's fine. If he's going to write a book, it will be like May this. as well be that book. Yeah. So I guess as a as a cry for people to just make stuff, it's not unfounded. Point three, also run screaming past your self-doubt. Your self-doubt is a jerk. It'll jog alongside you, trying to convince you to just stop and lay down and give up. Nice. You can't give up. Keep running. Run faster than your self-doubt. Steal a car. Steal an actual car. Drive fast past it. Then reverse and back over it. Hear the crunch of its bones. That's what it gets for sassing you. Mm. That's good. It is funny when people say things for too long, I think. That is good. When they do a sort of... When they family guy their own writing. Yeah, Yeah, no, that's powerful. I'm... You sorry? You, you said that's good. Yeah. Okay. I'll, thank God. Thank God. Thank no, God. No, no, no. I'm. I. You know me. I'm a Wendigo to the core. Um. Write what you know. Yeah, that's the same as point two. I'd say. Oh well, maybe not. Write who you are. Write what you know. And what you don't know, you can always learn. Oh, that's write everything. Mm. <laughs> and what you can't learn, you can always steal from other authors by hitting them with rocks and opening their heads like coconuts. Um. Each writer's brain is like a fruit containing many seeds, the seeds of knowledge. Kill authors and eat their brains. It's. It's quirky. That's the thing. It's got this... It's kooky. I'm trying to remember like what it reminds me of. It's... Like, can I say... Yeah. It's zany. 
Yeah, there is a zany. It, can I one up you? Go on. It's irreverent. Oh, oh, yes. That's where the shots are it's fired. It's the fucking Netflix irreverent. Yes, it is. This whole thing of like the quirky, the needs to be quirky with these like short sentence things where it's like the idea is just slightly. It's like, oh, we know everyone expects you to say this, but I'm going to say that. But then I'm this bit about go. zombies yeah. or something. Like, I. I hate it, first of all. Yes, it's it's fucking I need to do some thinking about where it comes from. I'm thinking of, like, the innocent brand of smoothies. They do a lot of writing in this style. Yeah, there's that. I think it it feels very Tumblr-esque to me, which could be unfair. No, it's not. Oh, okay, cool. There's almost nothing you can say about Tumblr, which is unfair (laughs) in my experience. Um, Point five. Now, this is an interesting one. Don't use adverbs. Yeah. That's quite adverbs, cool. Stephen King says that. Adverbs are witches' traps. It's interesting because he does go on to use a fair few adverbs in in here. I bet one of his. I'm, I'm going to put money on the fact that one of his pieces of advice, even if it's not in this article, somewhere will be like, "Don't listen to me. Do your own thing. Disregard all <laughs> of the previous advice. Just be yourself. Just imagine your brain's like a little coconut nut that you're cracking open with the tree of knowledge." <laughs> Um, the, I think the one we'll end on here, point six, just because oh, I think it's I think it's really good. Yeah. I think this is this is good. It's WWFD. What would Freud do? Close. Ask what would Jonathan Franzen do? Oh right. And then listen to the answer. That's Franzen speaking to you from his cosmic prison. He wants to be free, but you mustn't let him be. Squeeze your eyes shut and command him to leave this plane, reminding him that he has no power here. In the wake of his absence, you will feel cleansed and ready to write. He's super, like, not understood the assignment that he set himself in this writing advice. I would argue that none of that is bad writing advice. I've heard a lot worse, a lot mm. more, like, egregious. It's also not novel writing advice by any means. No. When we did our deep dive into him, I think we found that once you get past this initial layer, and maybe we'll experience this on Big Bad Books if Go we on. continue with this, once you peel back the initial layer of the onion of Chuck Wendig's advice, which is all just quite bland uh, truisms about cra- the craft... It all became like tinged with an, a growing pulsating <laughs> sexual frustration that like showed through all of the examples. They stopped being about things like steal a car and they became things like fuck your way to the top of the bestseller list. Like it was, it definitely, yeah. I'm not just misremembering that, right? No, you're it definitely not. had that vibe. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was like truly deranged, yeah. pervert stuff, Russ in Cheshire. Style. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so true. Yeah. He's so archetypal. Um, well, there we go. Thank you for that. That's okay. You're you're very very. Let's welcome. dive back in in this very organic. Straight back. I was sorry jingles. to leave it. Um, Artemis arrives. Uh, she storms in. She's late, but not super late. Her avatar looked the same as it always had, with one minor change. After the contest, she'd added the reddish purple birthmark that covered the left half of her real face to her avatar's face as well. So now there was no discernible difference between her Avi's appearance and her appearance in real life. Mm. What do you think about that? Empowering. It's it is it is empowering because that she needs not be afraid. Yeah. I mean, Wade was never bothered by that. No, I mean he went to some length to describe how it looked and how you know you might be really bothered by yeah, yeah, you by could, that. But that you then could stressed be. he was not personal. No, no, no. He wasn't, and, and, and that he was pointing it out just so you you shouldn't also be. Won't. You yeah. shouldn't be either. He was. He was celebrating difference by holding up a huge microscope to it yeah. until it was all you could think about. Um, which is an interesting approach for sure. Now, I wonder, you could probably critique this through the lens of the empowerment seems to have come about from one of two ways. Um, either Wade's 
sort of meager acceptance of her when they fuck and lose their virginities to each other is it that that makes her think oh I can be happy about how I look now that Wade has validated me in which case that sucks or is it now that I'm super rich I can <laughs> look how I like like either way I don't think although I, I like the idea that if you have a character who struggles with their appearance at some point they stop struggling with their appearance and come to terms with it I'm not convinced by the character development that anything kind of warranted that no I like there are reasons that you could write for this that would be like genuine and maybe one of them happened but we didn't hear about it no we didn't hear about that no so like it could be it could be that possibly it was the fight with Wade actually that Mm, that yeah I like that. that I like that, that, that it was that it was you know having had that disagreement that she realised that she had for too long yeah. been basing those opinions of like self doubt yeah. on the, the male, opinions of others the male specifically gaze, men the and gaze. that now she need not do that yeah. um, but interestingly I, I would like to say I don't think it is that well it, crucially it isn't because it's not in the book <laughs> so I mean we can headcanon it all we like yeah. and, and I liked it it's, it's certainly better cool. than the, the void that currently exists mm. um, I glanced up at the name tag here's, here's the one foray into dull tech detail um, maybe there were more but I've become so you don't have to, to read them. it if you I will oh, okay. um, that I didn't notice if there were others I glanced up at the name tag floating above her avatar's head wild that they're just always there it had a thin rectangular border around it, which indicated that the Avatar's operator was not using an Oni headset to experience the Oasis. Mm. We'd added this feature due to overwhelming customer demand. Oasis users with this name tag border were now known as TICS, capital T, brackets, a truncation of the word haptics. Most TICS were people who had already used up their hours of... They get 12 hours in the Oni yeah, yeah. before they go nuts. Um, and so it seems to be... It, it's unclear to me why there was an overwhelming customer demand to know about there this. There wasn't. It seems like it's either just a surveillance thing or it's to kind of work out there's too poor to afford. There definitely wasn't a, a reason for it. Um, what's happened there is he wanted to mention that. Uh-huh. So he, he wanted to mention that she wasn't coming in, in the Oni, yeah. right? So he had to think of a, re- a way in which you could tell. Uh, Easiest way is something yes, like that. Okay. But then... Ernest is trapped then because he's misunderstood his own readers. Ernest he dilemma, thinks, this. Yeah, <laughs> Ernest's wager. <laughs> he thinks that if he mentions that, he's got to give the reason why. It couldn't just be that this is a feature. No. It couldn't just be that that's a feature. There You've has to be a reason for the a feature. Bit, bit. So, but he's simultaneously over and underestimated his readers in that he's overestimated <laughs> them in terms of assuming that they'd be like, well, hang on a minute. Why is this a convenient yeah. feature suddenly here? They definitely wouldn't. But then underestimated them by doing one that obviously isn't real, yeah. which is public demand for this bullshit feature. That is a shame. Um, I'm going to skim through a section that has quite worrying implications, which basically reveals that when they... So they're upgrading all their storage. The main reason for this meeting is that they're just announcing a firmware update and uh, they've got a new like data facility and, and so they can have an argument. Oh, but like, yeah. the actual in-world reason is very loose. Um, but it says that the reason for the data storage needs being ever-increasing is due to the enormous UBS, brackets, user brain scan files that were stored in every own user's account, which are updated every time they log in or out of the Oasis. So they're taking a, a scan of your whole brain and just storing that oh, indefinitely. Oh, that probably helps out with the Ersatz Earth. Yeah, it probably would. <laughs> Compounding this problem was the fact that we didn't purge any Oasis user's account data when they died in the real world, including oh, those huge UBS files. 
Faisal explained to me that this was because we own all of that data and it was extremely valuable <laughs> to the company for several reasons, including shit like user marketing trend Ooh. analysis. But the main reason we held on to those only user on. brain scans was because that data helped our neural interface engineers improve the operability oh, of the only headset. It was actually for everyone's benefit. That was why they worked so well, because we had a huge pool of willing guinea pigs, there's that beautiful phrase again, who didn't mind giving us complete access to the contents of their skull so long well, as they we had gave to. them access they to had our to. high-quality, sensory-immersive bread and circus simulator they absolutely had to do this there's such dis- there's there's a two things going on he's at first trying to sort of show that he's really not interested in why they store this but then he's also very like dismissive and disparaging of them like these fucking plebs giving us their brains for who, free who want to just so they can come on this silly little website <laughs> that, we've got that runs the whole planet yeah. <laughs> and that i said without which civilization <laughs> itself would, would crumble that i have a huge red button can end at any moment and couldn't live without myself terrible um, they announced that, yeah, there's this firmware update that is the cause of part of the meeting. And the reason for this is stability, like a Nintendo Switch update, specifically with regards to what they call overclocking, which is when you hack one of your onies so that you can spend more than 12 hours on them. Despite our safety warnings, there were always a few users who chose to ignore them. Some people were convinced that they were special. These their are the... brains could handle 14 or even 16 hours of consecutive only usage. These are the these are the only users who are the equivalent of people who don't put the Nintendo Wii wrist straps on. <laughs> Just lob it straight through a TV, yeah. through a baby's skull. But when they pushed their luck too far, they ended up lobotomizing themselves. And that was very bad for business. That is <laughs> it's bad. His only his only sort of reflection on that. Um don't worry though you looked kind of concerned for Wade's safety I detected well yeah he's thanks to our ironclad end user license agreement GSS couldn't be held legally responsible for any of these deaths but we still wanted to protect the overclockers from themselves so we updated the firmware whenever a new exploit was discovered he mentions briefly that there's this rumour and again I I've sort of lost interest in my initial idea of trying to track when something might be a plot thread. Right, but this yeah, yeah. has big plot thread energy, which is that there's an urban legend that Halliday himself died. He got cancer as a result of spending too much time in the, like, Oni-verse oh, testing. Oh, right, okay, okay, okay. He says it was complete bullshit, though, which seems to kind of wave it away, but also, you know... It, it's there. It, it's there it's in case we want to use it exactly. later. Um, now, Artemis wants to raise a point and it's related to this safety thing she basically says that there should be an age limit because if the only can literally lobotomize you as he said Mm -hmm. then it stands to reason that you know maybe kids shouldn't be using it yeah well and and if you know they they, you don't want them stumbling on all of the like upskirt content that would be unfortunate yeah um she says that they should only allow only headsets to be used by people at 18 or older um or in fact, actually, possibly she says that it should be raised to 25 because that's when your brain like stops developing or something. Sure. And all three of the other people in the room are like, well, that would mean we can't use it because they're all like basically mm. children. Babies. Are you suggesting that we've all suffered brain damage from using the Oni? Well, she replied with a smirk. That certainly explains some of the decisions you've made over the past three years. Bang! <laughs> you love to see it. She's you fucking, fucking love to see it. From. She's uh she explains that she doesn't care what How they old do. is she? Same age, I think. Is she a, she's not older? No, she's I think not she's like pretty a much I think she's pretty much okay, like wage okay, age. Okay. Um wage wage indeed. She explains that they're turning the entire generation of children into only junkies and Wade who has bitten his tongue for 
two pages now. God, wow, I don't know he how he managed. He can't stand for that. Newsflash, I said as soon as she stopped speaking. Life in the real world totally sucks for most people. And reality went to shit long before we started. You could change that. Party. You are the one person <laughs> who can change that. It's the, not an argument. For the first time in years, Artemis locked eyes with me. You... She said, levelling a finger at me. You don't get to call me Artie anymore. And are you seriously trying to lecture me about the state of the real world? She gestured at our surroundings. You still spend all your time hiding in here. Meanwhile, I'm out there trying to save the real world. Reality. Our reality. Doesn't matter too much to Wade. He doesn't, in fact, respond. To oh, okay, cool. Uh, she folded her arms and kept her eyes fixed on me. I clenched and unclenched my jaw a few times. He's got such a funny reaction, actually, to keep myself in screaming and frustration. Then I switched on my emotion-suppressing software and did one of my breathing exercises that his robot therapist taught to him. He's got, like, a super version of the car map. It's so funny. actually suppresses his emotions. It It just makes his face completely blank, I think, which is very funny. My immediate instinct... He's, he's like a living version of like the meme where it's the crying guy with the sort of like yeah, Wojak yeah. face over the top. <laughs> My immediate instinct was to bring up Samantha's grandmother, her father's mother. He, he cannot stop doing this! Uh, Evelyn Opal Cook was the one who raised Samantha after her parents died. Her grandmother had never shared Samantha's prejudice against Ioni, quite the opposite. And the reason that she doesn't share it is because Evelyn was diagnosed with a very aggressive form of cancer that made her bed bound. And so she used the Oni to like experience, you know, what it would be like to not be dying. Mm. And he was about to, to his credit, he doesn't, but he considers using this as a, an argument against the idea the quite valid idea that he's allowing reality to rot in favour of hmm. profiting. He was going to use this 90-year-old woman as an argument against the 25-year yeah. age limit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a bold, it's a bold choice. Um, but eventually he says, he'd made the mistake of mentioning this grandmother before. Then she'd warn me never to mention her grandmother's name again. So I didn't. No, I didn't say anything. I did my deep breathing exercises and bit my and goddamn that's, tongue. That's In a way, that's growth. Because earlier in the book, he did say that the yeah. only would have stopped her parents having flu. Yeah, he does think about... Yeah? In fact, no, someone else raises that this time. Just oh, because okay. we might have forgotten that Samantha's yeah. probably unreasonable. Um, but yeah, this is the kind of evolution that I'm talking about. I think Wade, the Wade of only a few chapters ago, he would have got, he would have waded straight into that one. If he oh! Wade, so. And this is that ersatz evolution. What about education, Shoto said, when I failed to hold up my half of the argument. People can learn all sorts of valuable skills through only playback. How to grow food or speak a foreign language. Doctors can learn how to perform new medical procedures from the best surgeons in their field. Why should people be denied access to an important tool for learning just because of their age? Oh yeah, all those seven, all those fourteen-year-old surgeons. It's just a stupid all those argument. fourteen-year-old surgeons slash yeah, farmers who can learn it in the real slash world. polyglots. Also, how does it help to watch a playback to learn a foreign language compared to so, just like mm, listening yeah. to it or something? Yeah, yeah, it's quite silly. Um, he describes that, or no, she describes that there's been a kind of spiritual death that is taking place and that they're all overseeing only users around the world he shoots back are developing a whole new kind of empathy that you can't even begin to understand until you've experienced it yourself because she's never put on one of these headsets she mimed jerking off oh please she said with an exaggerated roll of her eyes spare me your transhumanist hive mind bullshit i'm not buying it it's pretty cool good on her um there's a very boring he bit. Did, did Wade get hard when she mimed the jacking off? Fucking, it doesn't say it, but we know it's <laughs> We true. know for sure. H raises the point that, you know, this increase in empathy has led to an overwhelming drop in 
racism and sexism and homophobia in the real world. Do you think he's? Do you think he does he quote the like Stephen Pinker study where he's like fewer people are googling the n word. I mean, therefore, it sounds therefore like the world is less racist. H's argument because Artemis shoots back the valid point that like well yeah everyone's in the Oni so there's not hate crimes going on like in the yeah. real world in the same to the same extent. Um, sleep is is fan, is is anti-racist because when, <laughs> when everyone's asleep, there's fewer hate crimes. So happening. true. The only has helped drastically lower the global birth rate too. H added, "We're already on our way to solving the overpopulation." Well, hang on a minute. Shoto's having to get it off morning, noon, and night just to... <laughs> just pages ago. They mentioned that, right? It's not just me. Like no. <laughs> the reality of the book is deteriorating before our eyes. <laughs> yes, but at what cost? Samantha asked. A world where people don't go outside or touch each other, where everyone sleeps their lives away while reality collapses all around them? She shook her head. Sometimes I think my parents are better off. Her dead flu parents. They don't have to live in this utopia we've all created. Uh, Wade flips out. He's not happy about it. And she wants to have the vote, so it's on the record that she opposed. She gets voted down three to one and fucks off. She's done. As soon as we were alone, Shoto turned to me. Do you think Artie's right, he asked. Are we giving up on the real world? Oh, good to ask after the vote. <laughs> of course not, I replied. Artemis means well, but she has absolutely no idea but what she's, she's talking woman. about. I grinned at him. She's still stuck in the past. Oh, and we're all li- already living large in the future, my friend. Maybe you're right, he said, nodding. <laughs> and then he just leaves. She's living in the past, he said, of someone who just attended a cyber board meeting. Yeah. Um, so... You know, again, they sort of set up the problem and immediately hand wave it away. It's gone. He waved and vanished from the conference room, leaving me alone. I stood there motionless for a long time, wow. listening to the echo of Samantha's accusations ricochet around inside my head until the noise finally faded away. End of chapter three slash five. A beautiful piece. And I think undeniably, at least in places of a different tenor, a different quality. Yeah, for sure. This could be setting up something completely new and I'm excited to know where they're going now one potential counter argument to that is that I accidentally just flicked over to the next page of the next chapter and it starts with hello I shouted at the six fingered man my name is Inigo Montoya you killed my father prepare to die so it looks like we are quickly diving back to reference he had one day (laughs) one bad day he couldn't remember any of the films he'd seen it's beautiful stuff straight back in thanks for hanging out everyone for big bad books Um, we'll be back in two weeks from now but before then we've got a whole host of things you can do to get involved we're a new show so anything you can do to spread the word would be ideal really fantastic what are the key things that you could do if you listen to this show uh-huh. and if you enjoy this show or what would be even more noble if you don't like if this show if you hate this show if you're honest Klein <laughs> is to go to shame.city slash book review yeah and leave us a nice shining yeah. glowing five star five. review yeah yeah glowing like the two sons of is yeah it Tatooine, Tatooine? yeah yeah is that it like or, it could be we're doing or Naboo yeah it might be on one, there alright oh, I don't know a huge amount um, yeah like in the Star Trek films yes absolutely yeah so if you could do that that would be fantastic be huge otherwise if you just head to shame.city all itself, kinds of shit there, then there's that? everything there's links to all of our different platforms over at shame.city slash twitch we're streaming which we're potentially about to start doing sure immediately 
uh, although not for you when yeah, you're yeah, listening. Yeah. I mean, right now in our present. Although, send us a message when you hear this. And, and we, we, might, we might just jump <laughs> on. Um, you know how you could send us a message? By going to shame.city slash discord. Really a good Where place. the chat is is live and well. We're yeah. talking about riddles. We're talking about in game wrecks. Yeah. We're talking about all sorts. Beautiful you place. could head over to at Big Bad Books or at Shame City Gang on Twitter to yeah, give no. us a follow. Um Always be reading. That's one of our big things, isn't it? That so is big. Even if this book's put you off reading this book, don't allow it to put you off other books. I'm going to read H.G. Wells for the first time. Are you? Because I went to the oh, War yeah, of the Worlds went... immersive experience and I thought, I didn't know that this book might be a comrade. It seems to be anti-imperialist, is it, which I didn't understand was this the, the case. Uh, the Jeff Lynn? The Jeff Wayne War of the Jeff Worlds Wayne immersive War of the Worlds. experience. That's the one. Yeah. Off the wall. So I've heard. Yeah. Really strange. But yeah, I, I, I'm going to start that. So... That's my life. I hope yours is good too. We'll be back in two weeks minus a day, every other Sunday. We've got a That's a Shame coming out next uh, Sunday, of course, so feel free to check that out too. Shame.city for all your kind of hub needs. Until then, I've been Isaac. You've been... I've been Declan. Keep on owning. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. Unless you're gay. Well, that's not Don't a Don't be doing that. Bye. Bye.